brought up how what does it say when Joe Biden is campaigning in New York, when you do have such an overwhelming Democratic feel in this state? How much is this a single issue election in New York, perhaps crime in other areas, mm-hmm. perhaps economy and in other areas? I'm thinking Georgia and Missouri, perhaps abortion. How much is it sort of select numbers of individual issues that are driving people to the polls? I, I really you have to look at locally what is driving people out you know all politics is local as they say in new york it has been crime and it's not just president biden you had the former president bill clinton you had kamala harris the vice president which really hasn't done a lot of campaigning with individuals also out on the stage with governor hokel uh i think this speaks volumes that uh, the Sunday evening before the midterm elections, the president of the United States is in Bronxville. He's in Bronxville, New York, trying to make sure that they can hold on to the governorship in New York. And this obviously is not going to change the calculus of this administration in Washington, D.C. and Congress. But what kind of tone does this set for the Democratic Party going into 2024? I'm looking also at the mayor race in Los Angeles and the fact that the Republican, this real estate developer, uh, Mr. Caruso, actually is gaining a little bit of advantage. What kind of tone is that setting? And, and I think that's what people are mo- most interested in at the moment. It is kind of amazing. Thank you so much to WMUR. Thank you to my alma mater, St. Anselm College. Thank you, Congressman Pappas, for your public service. It is the honor of my life to be in this position, and it will be the honor of my life to serve you in Congress. And throughout this campaign, Chris Pappas has presented himself as a bipartisan problem solver. The truth of the matter is he's been a partisan problem creator voting alongside Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time, enabling every single problem you're facing in your life right now. 8.2% inflation, skyrocketing energy costs that are crushing our small business community and a wide open Southern border that has led to record deaths, overdose deaths in our communities here in New Hampshire. Send me to Washington. I will be the common sense conservative voice that we desperately need. We must change the direction of this country. Can you afford two more years of this leadership? The answer is no. I ask for your vote on Tuesday and together we will change the direction of this country. Thank you so much. Okay, welcome. It is Monday, 7 November in the year of our Lord, 2022. We're on the eve of Judgment Day. That will be tomorrow. And we want to tee it up with Bloomberg first, setting the stage from New York, from the desperation of a, and you heard the analyst there with Lisa Abramowitz saying, uh, the President of the United States is in Bronxville on the Sunday night before an election which is a Democratic bastion. And then they switched to L.A., the mayor's race there, which is also a dead heat. We're going to go to Times Square in a minute. Our own Jane Zirkel, who's covering, uh, she's on the campaign trail uh, with Zeldin and Henry, but she's in Times Square. But first I want to go, I think as we've weighed and measured and gone through everything, probably one of the best closing arguments. All politics is local, but in this case, it's a national referendum on just the direction of the Democratic Party on every aspect of it. And Caroline Levitt, who is another one of these outsiders who has stormed into a, a, a dead heat brawl in New Hampshire. One joins us. Uh, Caroline, I, I think and you had one minute to summarize it, and you summarized it perfectly. This is just a basic common sense decision of the American people about the d- fundamental direction of the country. Caroline Levitt, tell us how the race is going, ma'am. It's going great. We're going to have a huge win tomorrow, Steve. I am feeling the momentum. I was just on a radio interview and we had a, a gentleman call in. He said, I'm a lifelong Democrat and I'm voting for you tomorrow. I'm so impressed with the energy and the passion that you've displayed over the past several months. And I can't afford two more years of Democrat leadership. 
That's why we're going to win tomorrow, because the Democrats have made the lives of the people of New Hampshire more difficult from every degree, whether it's our business community that can't keep their lights on this winter because of the rise in utility bills, whether it's families who are choosing between heating their homes and feeding their families because of the exorbitant cost of home heating oil. We have a home heating oil shortage in our region. New England is rationing supply. This is not the United States of America. This is like a third world country. So we need to get back to common sense conservative leadership to stop the spending, pass a balanced budget, end inflation, shut down our border, which is killing granite staters at record rates. It's an issue that's deeply personal to me. And it's infuriating that our congressman, Chris Pappas, has done nothing to push back against Joe Biden and the Democrats in power who have uh, blood on their hands as far as I'm concerned because of the scourge of drug abuse and overdoses we've seen in our state. And so we need a strong and vocal voice. Voters understand that. We're going to have a huge victory tomorrow, not just in my race, but General Don Bulldog is going to win as well because we've done it the right way. Grassroots from the bottom up, shaking hands, kissing babies, as they say, every single day over the past 15 months. And uh, voters are excited and I'm excited to be their next congresswoman. Caroline, we want to start with you because the Wall Street Journal is talking about outsiders. And if you look everywhere from uh, from Joe Ken in Washington three to Carrie Lake in Arizona to Tudor Dixon, Christine Caramo in um, in Michigan, uh, if you look at General Bullock, you go all across the country. It's these outsiders, John Gibbs in Michigan, these outsiders that have the amazing thing is that when you started 15 months ago, I think we were one of your first interviews. You have not changed your message from the very beginning. It's always been exactly the same. The country's in the wrong direction. Here's what's in the wrong direction. We just need a common sense. Do you feel, we understand you have a huge MAGA base and, and a Republican base. Do you feel as you go around your district that independents and even some Democrats are starting to get it the saying, hey, we, 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 we see where this administration and even what they're doing in the Senate and the House, we just need to make change. Are you seeing that? Oh, absolutely. Everywhere I go now, whether it's a coffee shop or my local church, voters are coming up to me and they're quiet about it. You know, they, they like to whisper, I'm a Democrat, but I'm voting for you. I can't take this anymore. Whether it's allowing men to compete in women's sports or uh, the spending that we've seen that's led to this inflation or just the radical idea of defunding our local police. Uh, the Democrat Party has moved away from its base of common sense Americans who want to protect their communities. They want law and order. They want a strong economy and they want to ensure that remains for their children and grandchildren. And every policy the Democrats have put in place has decimated that American dream, certainly for my generation. So we are also seeing a huge surge in our campaign, Steve, of uh, apolitical people, people that have never paid attention to politics in their lives. They may not have ever even voted. Maybe they vote in a couple of presidential elections a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump, never voted again, are going to vote for us tomorrow. This is the first midterm election they've ever voted. And they're coming to our campaign. I receive messages from people like this all of the time, blue collar workers who are feeling the pain of the economic agenda of the Democrats, and they want to do something about it. So our message to those people is flood the polls. We have one opportunity to get this right. We don't want to wake up on November the 9th and wish we could have done more. We should have voted. We should have scream from the rooftops louder about this administration's agenda and this opportunity for change. So that's why I've been working so hard tirelessly uh, every single day over the past 15 months. And we're really enthused by, like I said, Democrats, independents, uh, never Trumpers, forever Trumpers who are joining our effort to change the direction of America. 
where do when you say flood the polls, where do people go right now? Because this is all about getting everybody out, everybody engaged. Where do people go to uh, to sign up, to join, to volunteer, to help? Well, unfortunately, in New Hampshire, we do have same day registration. Uh, but while that law is on the books, let's take advantage of it. So anyone can go to their local polling place starting tomorrow morning uh, and can sign up to vote. Bring your ID, please. We do suggest that on this campaign. We believe in common sense uh, election integrity efforts. So uh, you can sign up to vote same day tomorrow in your local polling place. And if anyone has questions, please reach out to my team and I, caroline4congress.com. That's Caroline with a K. And I just want to say, Steve, before I go, I'm so grateful to you and to the posse uh, that has been following this campaign. And I go around New Hampshire, of course, all the time and speak to voters who uh, listen to this podcast and follow your lead and they're supporting us. So we need everyone to vote tomorrow. We need more people to pitch in. My team has selflessly not been paid in several weeks because all of our money has been going to get out the vote effort. So these last dollars that come in will go towards paying our exceptional staff that has been working so hard. So thank you so much. for everything. Yeah, no, we need everybody in the posse, every through New Hampshire. We have a huge audience up there. We need everybody to the ramparts. Uh, and I got to tell you, Caroline, from the very first time you came on the show for your first interview, ever said that this girl, young woman's a winner and uh, want to have her back. What I like, Caroline, before we leave, this is what I want to start with your closing statement. It's so classic. You thank Pappas for his service and then you absolutely crush him for all the problems he's caused. That is MAGA. <laughs> we appreciate it. Caroline, fight on, run through the tape. Everybody will have your back. I want everybody to go to that website right now. And back, and, and if you want to jump in and help Caroline Levitt. Caroline, thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. God bless. Live free or die from the Granite State. Let's go down to Times Square, our own Jane Zirkel. She's been all over this uh, Zeldon Henry contest uh, in New York. It's absolutely the President of the United States, uh, Joe Biden, and his regime had to go up to Bronxville last night to campaign for Hochul. Jane, you're in Times Square. Just get, I know it's a little difficult to hear, but just give us a sense of this horse race in New York State, ma'am. Well, Steve, I'm coming to you live from the crossroads of the world of Times Square. Now, unfortunately, from my ground, I tell you what, let's, uh, Jane, we're going to have to reboot you because the mic, we just can't pick it up right now. Let's try to get, let's try to get Jane back up. It's such a great shot. She's doing a great job. Absolute horse race. Let me bring in Cortez while we try to reboot. Jane at the crossroads of the world there in Times Square. Cortez, uh, I want you to generate overall opinion, but also the fighters, whether they're John Gibbs, Tudor Dixon, Christine Caramo, Rayla Campbell in Massachusetts. Uh, you just saw Caroline Lovett at Carried Lake. These are brawlers. Okay. Yes. They're not, the thing about our candidates is no back down and whether it's JD right. Vance, Masters, some of, some are a little quiet. Right. Some are a little quiet, but there's steely resolve across the board, sir. Steve, because all those people you mentioned, and there are more out there, they understand what time it is in America right now. Our opponents on the left, this is not your parents or grandparents' Democratic Party, where we're arguing over sort of the details. We're arguing over marginal tax rates. These are people who are literally destroying our country before our very eyes. These are people who will use their power without hesitation to oppress us. And because of that, because these candidates, thankfully, these fighters, who I think have largely learned from Donald Trump how to be a political fighter, because these fighters recognize what time it is in this country, they are not going to Washington, D.C. or to their state capitals to join the establishment. 
to join the Uniparty. And what I find particularly refreshing about most of those candidates you just mentioned, certainly this is true of Caroline Levitt, so many of them are young, Steve. They are young. They get it. They realize that the ruling class has stolen the future of young Americans, young Americans who will never own a home, who will never have the same standard of living that their parents or even their grandparents had. And so this young generation of fighters and outsiders and patriotic populists, uh, they give me great optimism for the future because, Steve, I think not only are we going to win numerically, that's obviously important to take the majorities and hopefully take the majorities substantially in both the House and Senate on Capitol Hill, but it's also the quality of the people that we're going to instill there. Again, these are people who are going to fight for us. I'm fully, fully convinced of that. This here's the thing, Steve. At the same time, I think we, we should have trepidation, right? Because this country's in a terrible spot right now, particularly economically. I mean, absolutely terrible. The worst economy probably since the Great Depression. So uh, we, we should make no, uh, you know, ha have no false pretense about the situation we're in. But at the same time, regarding the politics and the trajectory of the America First movement, we should be unbelievably optimistic. So everybody, these last 24 hours plus, we need to work and pray. Uh, we are on the cusp of greatness. We are on the precipice of an absolute tsunami election. Let's make it happen, everyone. Just want to remind everybody too that we, you know, we started off here after the uh, inauguration of the regime, the illegitimate regime, I might add, is that um, you know they had everything. They had they had Wall Street, they had the corporations, they had the banks, they had media. People were being deplatformed by these tech oligarchs. They were, by the way, who are all now in the process of either having their companies sold or shutting down entire divisions, or as right. Facebook announced, having mass getting ready for mass layoffs. Um, it is just amazing what this this has been a true grassroots revolt and here's the power of it steve the quality of the people the quality yes. of these candidates and here's the thing trump never realized when he started out that it would be so brutal he just did nobody did nobody could realize sure. how, how they would try to destroy him as a person in his business every one of these people volunteered and knew what was coming that's the difference right. in these candidates that's the difference yes. in the quality of this cortez your thoughts before you go to break yeah, let me give you a great specific example there. And again, there are so many, but John Gibbs, uh, who's somebody in a, in a tough race in West Michigan. John Gibbs is somebody uh, who sort of, you know, ha had the world on a platter for him. Okay, he went to Stanford. He majored in computer science. He was on the fast track in Silicon Valley, helped to launch the iPhone. Okay, this is somebody, though, who had a higher calling. He then went to become a Christian missionary in Japan, came back to the United States, and now has decided to devote his life to public service. So to your point, People who are self self sacrificially making yes. the decision to put their yes. their lives on the line for this country. Yes. Okay. We got polling. We have analysis. We have candidates. We get economics. We have capital markets. Geopolitics. Why not? You're in the war room. Back in a second. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text 
Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Let's try it one more time with having a little connection problem with our own Jane Zirkel. Jane, can you hear me in Times Square? Give me your assessment of this race for governor, ma'am. Steve, yes, I can. Now I'm in the center of Times Square and the crossroads of the world. Now, unfortunately, by my surroundings, I can see homeless, unsanitary conditions, settlers that have taken over New York City. And of course, under the broken windows theory, these are all things that lead to more serious crimes rape, assault, murder, all things that have been up in New York City over the past year. Crime overall is up 30 percent since 2021. But that doesn't seem to be a concern of the Democrats and Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul in the last weeks of her campaign has said that crime is nothing more than a right-wing talking point and a conspiracy. She brought in prominent Democrats such as Joe Biden and Bill and Barack Obama said that crime is not a big deal. Even an MSNBC host confronted her and had a heart-to-heart Okay, Jane, we're going to work and try to even get a better contact with you. are going to try to join us on Wall Street later. Our own Jane Zirkel. Make sure. Jane, real quickly, how do people follow you on social media, ma'am? You can find me at Zirkel on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and YouTube. Jane Zirkel, love you, kid. Keep keep grinding. You're fantastic. Jane Zirkel, one of our one of our fighters. She's she's going to be throughout uh, New York City today down at Wall Street later. She's following the uh, – the, um, Lee Zeldin campaign, which is absolutely unbelievable. Cortez, let me bring you back. I, w- I want to go to USA Today, which, as you know, is not a Trump, not a MAGA, uh, right. a, not a MAGA loving paper, but they have the right there. Some Democrats second guess Biden's closing message. Yes. And, and, uh, and Robert Gibbs, uh, who went to big tech as a, as a, as a mouthpiece, but he was Obama's press secretary. He goes, it's just tough to make the argument if these guys get into power, here's the thing the bad guys are going to do versus, hey, the bread was really expensive at aisle four. Uh, right. Of course, you know, jo- Joy and Reed accuses uh, you, Steve, and myself of really teaching people what inflation was. They didn't right. know that before. <laughs> Walk me through the closing arguments of the Democratic Party. Axios has got up a story today that says a lot of Democrats internally are very concerned that the party, a big part of the party that was actually in control is too extremist and way too extremist yeah. for uh, for uh, citizens of this country. Uh, Steve Cortez. Right. 
Well, Steve, if they have a brain, they're concerned. They better be, because we are in the process of smashing the Democratic Party as a national political entity in power in this country. That is absolutely happening. So in terms of closing argument, though, to answer your question, because Joe Biden couldn't run on the actual record of the created crises, intense national crises under his administration, and I say crises plural, uh, the biggest two being the open southern border and then the inflation explosion in this country, because he couldn't run on them, uh, instead he chose to run on a couple of things. First, he tried to demonize half of the American population and try to tell mil tens of millions of regular Americans that they are actually a threat to the American Republic and that they are effectively domestic terrorists. Uh, and most notably, he made that terrible accusation in what I call the Red Sermon, when he really desecrated a sacred site of the American Republic Independence Hall in Philadelphia in a very angry, vitriolic speech, uh, something that has never been done before in American history. Even in the Civil War, we have never seen national political leaders assault the citizens who are on the other side, not the political opponents in the arena, but the good citizens of the United States has never happened before. And then this weekend, inexplicably, he decided to pivot to an even more radical anti-energy agenda, right? Telling us over the weekend on tape. I mean, I don't know if he doesn't realize that there are microphones and that tape is rolling, uh, but he, <laughs> he, he upped the war against coal. Uh, how's that going to play in middle America? And then he literally said, no more drilling. Okay, so as a closing argument, all I can say as somebody on our side of the football is, Thank you, Joe. Um, and please, if you'd like to give some more talks today, have at it. We'd love to hear more about no more drilling uh, and how you're going to eliminate coal in this country. So uh, their closing arguments clearly are not resonating. Quite the opposite. Uh, the momentum is clearly on our side because we have the right policies, right? We have the right America first, patriotic populist, economic nationalist agenda, and because we have the right candidates, candidates who are both appealing and magnetic, but also have the conviction to be fighters. You know, Steve, to that point we were making earlier about these folks who are coming from outside of politics, who don't need this. They're doing this for reasons of patriotism. When I look at the Senate side, I mentioned the House side and John Gibbs before. When I look at the Senate side, I believe we're going to flip at least four currently Democrat seats, at least. Um, and of those, three of those seats, New Hampshire, Georgia, and Arizona, you know, consider those candidates in Don Bolduc, Herschel Walker, and Blake Masters. You know, these are men of great accomplishment in the military, in athletics, in business. Uh, they could easily live lives of leisure, all right, lives of luxury in their home states. They don't need this, okay? But they're doing it because they are patriots. And they've been willing to take the slings and arrows of the left through a brutal campaign to reach this moment where we are now on the eve of a magnificent victory. And I believe all three of those gentlemen are going to win and they are not going to Washington DC to do the bidding of the establishment. They are going there to reclaim this Republic from the oligarchs and that's what's at stake. So I wanna encourage all of the deplorables out there, okay? We're almost there, you can't rest now. And today and tomorrow, I want to encourage all the deplorables out there, you need to be a bit of a pest for the people in your life, okay? And I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but I really do mean it. In other words, you need to encourage and nudge and persuade all the people in your sphere of influence to get to the polls tomorrow. Drive them there if you have to. Get them to yep. the polls. We are going yep. to have a way the win. The next two days is all about one thing. It's putting the shoulder to the wheel to make sure that everybody gets out and becomes a force multiplier. And yeah. also for those that have chosen to make sure that you're all over the closing, we have to win the deal and we have to close the deal. We know there's a lot to do on closing. I want to go to the Wall Street Journal article, but the energy yeah. part, 
it's it's so amazing because you have Pennsylvania in play, which is Saudi right. Arabia, and and people should know he took the mask off because I I do think sometimes he doesn't know where he is. He took the mask off. What they talk about behind closed doors of the White House is what he said. He oh. he completely eviscerated coal and then completely eviscerated oil and gas. Said we're not doing right. more drilling. I mean he's up front. Take them for what they are. Steve, I want you to talk about the Wall Street Journal because yes. common sense Hispanics and common sense African Americans have had a belly full of this. Yes. They've been played by a radical party. They now see what they want to do with their families, but they're also waking up to the fact that these economic policies are destroying them. One thing before I toss it to you, just to connect dots, I got up on Getter. Was it COP27 in, uh, in Egypt starts off, and I, I've said this now for months, and this is why we got out of the Paris Accord when, on my watch when I was working with President Trump in, in the White House for President Trump. The, the COP27 starting off today, and guess what they're talking about? Reparations from the United States of America. Repar- they want people. They want the hardworking folk. And hold it. If we didn't win tomorrow, trust me, John Kerry's been supporting this. He's oh. saying we got to figure out how you finance it. we got to figure out how, you know, how the payments go. He says, but we're open to that. The, the prime yeah. minister of England today is saying we're open to some sort of con- – no, 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 no. Let me be brutally frank. We're not open to even having the conversation. There should not be any people from the right. Biden administration going to this thing whatsoever. It's right. all about taking money from hardworking citizens in Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York State. This is what they want to do. This is – they try to hide the football, but right now it's up in high relief. On the day before, the eve of this midterm election – They've got John Kerry and other guys over in Egypt talking about massive reparations for climate damage. What what are they talking about? Steve Cortez. Yeah. Well, first of all, can we deport John Kerry to Egypt? That that would be great, actually, for the United (laughs) States. But to your point, in all seriousness, uh, people should not assume that just because things are in a terrible condition in this country, particularly economically, no one should assume that it cannot get massively worse because it can and it will if we don't do our duty. Now, we're going to do our duty, but I just want that warning to be out there. The consequences couldn't be higher. To this point, Steve, of the Wall Street Journal report and Hispanics and blacks rallying to the America First vision, you know, it's incredibly encouraging. To me, it's the most encouraging aspect of this entire movement. And let me give you some specific statistics, because, of course, we believe in data and evidence here on the war room. Regarding Hispanics, the Wall Street Journal poll shows on the generic poll that Hispanics are, are in favor of the Democrats by only 5%. Now, I don't believe that read. I think Hispanics are going to actually, the Republicans are going to win the Hispanic vote generically. But regardless, even if I take the journal at its at its number, 5%, just two months ago in its own polling, that number was 11% lead for the Democrats among Hispanics. So it has been cut in half in a matter of weeks. And even more importantly, let's go four years ago to the 2018 midterms when Republicans didn't do very well. Uh, as is typical of the opposition party. In 2018, according to Pew Research, Hispanics in the midterm went to the Democrats by 30%. So, Steve, in four years, you're going from 30 to 5, and I think perhaps even even. But the point is, look, you you know better than anybody, right, as as a campaign strategist, as somebody who devours polling constantly, that kind of a move in four years, that is such a tectonic plate shift. It's almost impossible But it's happened for two reasons. Number one, the Democrat Party has become totally inhospitable to Hispanic Americans. If you are a person of any kind of traditional values, if you believe crazy things like there are two sexes and we should control our border, there is no home for you in the Democratic Party. So the Democratic Party has effectively made Latinos into political orphans in this country. But then it's also the positive side of bad hombres and proud Latinas 
who are rallying toward the magnetic attraction of the muscular sovereignty movement of American patriotic populism. Uh, they believe in this movement. They're tired of the radicalism. They want a change. And this is a massive part of why we're going to dominate politics, not just tomorrow, Steve, but for decades of tomorrows. This is the tectonic play shift, like 1932, if we can pull it off. It's all sitting there right before us. It's just all about execution now. Okay. We start with Caroline uh, in one of the most highly contested and bellwether uh, districts in the country. Jim Bognet is going to join Steve Cortez and I shortly to talk about uh, Pennsylvania next in the world. Friends, if you don't yet have the emergency food you're going to need, now is the time to get some. For a limited time, you can stock up and save a ton of money with this special offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking 250 bucks off their three-month emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help families more. This is the lowest price since 2019. Think about that. The lowest price since 2019. But they can't do this all day long. Remember, the forces in the world are hell-bent on the destruction of the American way of life. You can only depend on yourself from now on. So get this food supply today. It stays fresh for up to 25 years. So it's ready the moment you and your family need it. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll save $250 on each three-month emergency food kit you acquire. Your order ships fast and it ships free. Don't wait for grocery store shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today at MyPatriotSupply.com. Nine or ten points is his actions as governor, right, on the economy that's separating it out. So, Steve, we've been very consistent on this, that these guys give the happy talk. And they had a great article, I think it was in the New York Times yesterday, about infrastructure. About you know he passes massive infrastructure bill, but it's it's it, it, people can't feel it right. They can't see right. it. They can't see what it's doing now, and they haven't paid attention to the here and now, which is the most important. Steve Cortez, you know uh, we need to be and we are a movement for small business. Steve, you know I really think that small business owners, entrepreneurs. In many ways, they're the unsung heroes of our society. We don't pay enough attention to them, and we pay far too much attention to the multinational CEOs. The reality is right now, because of the Democrats, because of Joe Biden, small business is absolutely flailing in this country. I mean, think of those statistics. Half of the restaurateurs in America could not make rent in October. Steve, that's not a recession. That is a depression-level statistic, okay, that we need to start fixing immediately. And I want to make this point, too, by the way, though. The Democrats are not doing this by accident to small business. They want to crush small business. Why? Because they believe in the concentration of economic and political power. They want to reward their besties in big business, in the C-suites of those multinational conglomerates, particularly big tech and big pharma. Okay, that is the reality. We want a revitalized Main Street. We want subsidiarity. We want the diffusion of economic and political power. All of that's going to happen as long as we do our jobs in the next 24 plus hours. Well, let's bring in Jim Bognett from Pennsylvania. A Politico's got a story up about a uh, very sophisticated story about how you could tell early in the evening uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. And I'm telling people, hey, this is going to be a several day process, I think. And I'll get into more details about that later in the show and also uh, this afternoon because people have got to gird themselves. That's just not going to be a snap of the finger. 
Uh, Jim, uh, Politico says that uh, you probably more than anybody, as we've talked about from when we first had you on your early days, your primary, this is kind of the bellwether uh, district, right, about where it's going to go. So get us up to speed on on to Cortez's piece about the how bi- small business is being hammered and, of course, everybody around associated with small business, how it's playing into your district and how important is your district going to be tomorrow night? Steve, we've been talking about it for a year. This is Joe Biden's hometown, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Joe don't know Scranton. Joe don't know Wilkes-Barre. He does not understand how small businesses are being hammered up here. I'm sitting in my family construction firm. We build things for a living. That's what we do. They don't They don't care. They don't understand. They passed 87,000 new IRS agents to come after small businesses like ours. We are going to bring change to America. But we need to win tomorrow. We need to get out the vote. Uh, we're getting great uh, feedback, Democrats, independents coming up to me on the campaign trail saying, we can't keep going down this path. We have to turn America around. We're going to do it tomorrow, Steve. Jim, uh, it's not lost on anybody. You know, he was in Bronxville last night, but the entire weekend <clears throat> he has spent in Pennsylvania. They have Barack Obama and, 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 uh, and, and Joe Biden have all the chips on the table in Pennsylvania. To your mind, is that swaying voters at all? Is that having an impact uh, in your congressional district where you're running right now? Not in my congressional district. You'll notice, Steve, they didn't bring him up here. They didn't bring him up to his hometown. They brought him up in the summer. They won't bring him back now. Joe Biden his hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. People are sick and tired of his policies. In fact, when I'm elected tomorrow, it's going to be a huge repudiation of Joe Biden's liberal agenda. It's going to be Scranton, PA, and Wilkes-Barre, and Hayden, and Stroudsburg saying, we don't want what this president is delivering because what he's delivering is inflation, high gas prices, high gross prices, and misery for the average working class Pennsylvania. Just over the weekend, too, he, he and he said the quiet part out loud. One day he says, we're, I'm getting rid of coal. We're going to tra- change it to wind, which is mathematically just in the laws of physics impossible. But then they actually said no drilling. Since Pennsylvania is sitting on is really the Saudi Arabia of the United States. How does that play? And not just with MAGA. We know what MAGA said. How does that play with independents and even some working class Democrats? People are, are really honestly losing their mind about it on the campaign trail. They come up to me and say, what's wrong with this guy? Pennsylvania could heat and light the entire East Coast of America if Joe Biden and Matt Cartwright and Nancy Pelosi would just let us do it. I'd ask your audience, Steve, to go to beatscrantonjoe.com. They could see all our plans for opening up Pennsylvania as the oil and gas capital of the East Coast. But one other thing I want to tell you, Steve, the Democrats are already playing games. Uh, They've already in Monroe and Luzerne County uh, started playing games with the mail-in ballots, trying to reissue mail-in ballots where uh, mistakes were made. Um, They don't care really about what the law is. We have to beat them tomorrow. We have to get this country moving again on oil and gas. But we really need to focus. I've had to go out and hire a ton of lawyers yesterday to flood the courthouses to make sure the Democrats don't pull any game. So if your audience could help us beat ScrantonJoe.com, it would really mean a lot. By the way, I want everybody to go to this. We got to get out the vote, but I got to tell you, they're going to play every game in the world. Here's why they understand when Jim Bognett gets selected, they're out of power for a decade in the house. They understand what's about to happen. And so they're going to pull every trick in the book. They're not going to, they will not lose graciously. This is going to be very nasty and it's going to be very tough. And we're going to be, uh, um, gentlemen and gentlewomen about it, but steal a resolve. There's no chance they're going to steal any of this. This is not happening now, right? People are very focused. Where do people go to assist you, Jim? 
Go to BeatScrantonJoe.com. BeatScrantonJoe.com. This is Joe Biden's lapdog, Matt Cartwright. We can beat him. BeatScrantonJoe.com. And I'll tell you what, Steve, this is going to be a thunderclap. It's going to be the starting gun for the 2024 presidential election. We are going to embarrass and humiliate Joe Biden in his hometown of Scranton, PA. Jim, fight on, brother. And we'll make sure we get plenty of people to have your back there because we know they're going to play games. Thank you to you and your audience for all your support. Oh, the War Room Posse loves your brother. Um, if you've seen, these are people that have been on the show for almost two years now, or at least a year and a half, 18 months, with the same message every day, and we're on the cusp of victory. That's why what you, what this audience has done has changed the direction of this country, right? Because you had the back of all these people from Kerry Lake to Joe Kent to John Gibbs to Jim Bognett, to Caroline Levitt. These are the agents of change that are coming. Cortez, I, I want to go back to you because, you know, what I love about Cortez and where we're such close friends, you know, I'm just a wild, you know, Mick. Uh, Cortez is different. He's a boxer. You know, he's a defensive guy. He's a, he's, he gets in there. He knows how to throw a punch. But he does what Cortez, he never, he never wants the easy one. Give him the, he's the type of guy you got, always got to have on team. Give me the hard one. Cortez takes Illinois. Ohio and Michigan, right, right in the heart of it, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to us about just the feeling in those states of, of economic yeah. nationalism and populism. And, and what does that mean for the country right now when we're on the eve of this massively important midterm, sir? Well, listen, as a Midwestern boy, I want to fight for the literal and metaphorical heart of America. And a lot of the national political battles do come down to, to the Midwest to effectively the big 10 states. And so uh, I have chosen to devote myself during this campaign season to those races because they're important for the country. And also because there were candidates there that were so exciting to me. And conversely, some incumbents who have been so disastrous uh, that I think it's very important to reveal who they really are. So let me give you an example of that. My former home state of Illinois, uh, which I fled because of liberals, like so many thousands and thousands of people have, J.B. Pritzker, who is the current governor of Illinois, I think he is vulnerable in what has been a highly democratic, highly left-leaning state previously. But because of the inflation, which is a national crisis, but made even worse in states like Illinois, I think he's in trouble. And I think he's particularly in trouble because of crime. You know, I put in one of my previous chalk talks in a Gallup poll, Steve, that goes back 50 years, Americans have never been more alarmed about crime. 56% of Americans right now say that crime is rising in their area. That is an all-time half-century high. Well, nowhere is it rising more than in Chicago and the surrounding areas. And that's important, too. It's not staying in Chicago. It's not staying in New York City or Philadelphia city center. It is spreading out to the suburbs and to the exurbs. So he's in trouble in that regard. And let me give you one final point, because this just broke a couple of days ago in Illinois, as I have been warning governors like Hochul in New York, like Pritzker in Illinois, if they are reelected, they are going to try to force the COVID vax into the arms of your children. Injections for children, compulsory injections are on the ballot. Well, we got some evidence in Illinois that I am right. Through a FOIA request, we have emails now of his staff openly talking about how they can do this. If we have chart number two, I can show it on the screen here, uh, the yeah, actual chart, it. if it's possible, pull it up. Uh, and this is this is a quote from the head of infectious diseases in Illinois, working for J.B. Pritzker in her email, quote, no statutory changes are necessary, which is a plus. In other words, saying J.B. Pritzker, if reelected, is going to do this by executive order. He is going to act like a king and he's going to tell every parent in Illinois, even though they have overwhelmingly decided that they do not want this injection for their children who are statistically not vulnerable to bad effects from the virus, he is going to mandate it. 
So this is the third I. It is inflation, immigration, and then injections. Injections are on the ballot in places like Illinois, in places like New York, which is why I believe those states, among others, which are typically very democratic, are totally in play. And you know, speaking of that point too, Steve, of the places that are in play, one thing that should embolden us, I hope, and motivate us into tomorrow is what I'd like to call the, the uh, asymmetry of the vulnerability. And what I mean by that is we are not defending our strongholds, okay? We're not worried about Tennessee or Alabama or Wyoming, we're just not. The Democrats are worried, and they should be, about everywhere, about Oregon, about Illinois, about New York, about South Texas, a place where they used to dominate. And I believe that the Hispanic three amigas are all going to win down there. So this should motivate us. Believe me, it's, it, the, the vulnerability is very asymmetric, and it's because of the hard work of all the millions of deplorables out there. Now let's finish the job. We got to finish the job. By the way, we're going to try to get uh, Doug Master on. We got a pack show here on in. I've got to talk some capital marks with Steve. But <laughs> Cortez, I just texted this to you, so you might want to. Another bombshell from a guy, maybe the troller in chief. This is from Elon Musk's official Twitter account. Just came across to independent, and this is Elon Musk, to independent minded voters. Shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is Democratic. Shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is Democratic. Steve, give me 30 seconds on that. You think we'll have any ever, uh, advertisers by 5 p.m. today, sir? <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, no, the, the oligarchs are very angry, clearly, you know, at, at Elon Musk. But more importantly, they're just angry at the idea that regular Americans can be empowered, right, to to make their own judgments, to make their own arguments in the in the digital public square. And Steve, one of the things I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, all right, because we have to win tomorrow. But once we win tomorrow, we have to take on those oligarchs. We have to take on big tech. Yes. Big time. Steve, hang on for a second. Uh, we're going to go back to Pennsylvania. We've got Doug Mastriano. Really amazing rally the other day and had a, uh, this, uh, well, I'll let you see it when we do the cold open. Doug Mastriano, we are jam-packed with Steve Cortez. We're going to get his thoughts on the economy. We return in the world. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. All one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech. Protecting free speech. And canceling care. 
join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Anybody ready for some change here in a couple days? Let's finish strong and take back this state, roll back the tyranny of Wolf and Shapiro. He's got a record he can't run on, and his record is pretty bad. It's going to be a new day in PA on Tuesday. It's going to be amazing. We're so thankful. God has blessed us with perfect weather here so we can come together. That's a beautiful rainbow. Look at it. Wow. We claim that in Jesus' name. It's a promise to the people of Pennsylvania. It's amazing. Wow. It's a sign in heaven. God is sending a message to Pennsylvania. Okay, a magnificent spot, but more importantly, it actually those those actions did actually happen. And I know for our vast podcast and radio audience, uh, Colonel Mastriano, take a second and describe exactly what happened for the people that couldn't see that powerful visual of the rainbow, and then what happened at Fetterman's uh, or what I call the cyborgs uh, campaign stop, sir. A uh, Remy and Hyde had just gotten on a stage at the Trump rally in Latrobe for the pre-show, and uh, we're speaking. And after a minute or two, as we're standing, it's very cloudy, heavy overcast. The, the clouds part and the sun shines right on our faces and the flags behind us. I'm like, wow. And then I continue to go through, you know, a stump speech. And, and then I look up and I'm, of course, thanking God for this beautiful 70 degree weather, you know, in the middle of November. I'm like, this is magnificent. It's just fantastic. And I see people out in the audience and there's like probably 15,000 people out by then start pointing, you know, over to my left to the sky. And I look at it as magnificent, huge, brilliant, brightest rainbow I've ever seen. You can see it where it comes out of the ground. You know, you can see the refraction on the ground all the way over. It becomes a, a double rainbow in the midst of us here. I, that's no coincidence. I mean, God is, a, it says in, in Psalms that the heavens declare his glory. God gave us a huge sign, and it was magnificent. And what an encouragement blessing. He has a promise for the people of America and for Pennsylvania, and we can't forget him, that his hand is on us. We have to do our part. He causes to be James chapter 2 Christians, you know, doing more than just, just you know, faith without works is dead. But he is active behind the scenes. And what it, it, it almost uh, t- talk about Fetterman. Fetterman's given a speech and, you know, he's talking <laughs> about insurrectionists and democracy and a big wind <laughs> comes up and knocks down all the American flags. How, do, how does that happen on a campaign, sir? The advanced team about- makes sure that never happens. So tell me how that happened. <laughs> The 15 miles away from us, Betterman is giving a speech, you know, with, with usual suspects, Shapiro's there and, and sleepy Joe Biden. And, you know, they, they pull in a hand, a fraction of what we pull in there. There's no energy in the room. And Betterman gets up and starts, you know, right away delving into hate, fear mongering, a very dark. I and mean, you saw our post, it was very hopeful, forward looking, you know, promise of a bright future. And they're like digging this hell into this hole into hell about how bad things are and how bad Americans are. And as he gets up there and he's talking about, you know, insurrection and all this, all this other ridiculous left-wing crap, literally the wind picks up, 
the same wind that we have that, that God brought the rainbow and all the flags, five flags behind it, tumbling at it. If that is if the symbology between what happened at my rally and a miles away, what happened in, in a Fetterman's rally there, I mean, it's stark. I want to go to, this is just in from John Fetterman. They're reporting this now. John Fetterman's uh, campaign is sending out a uh, to reporters uh, in a memo to reporters to buckle up for a long week, saying that the ballot counting process could take, and I quote, several days before the results are made clear. And I want to quote from this uh, from this memo. This is from Fetterman. We should expect one of the most dramatic shifts in the country from initial GOP support and early results to stronger Democratic gains as more votes are processed. We expect that in-person votes will skew Republican and that mail votes will be skew heavily Democratic, similar to uh, what happened in 2020. So uh, they're playing the same games again, right, of how they stole this in Pennsylvania in 2020. What is your campaign specifically doing the RNC and everybody? We understand we're going to get everybody out to vote, but how does Doug Mastriano and, uh, and Dr. Oz close this deal? Yes. Okay. Well, phase one, of course, is having boots on the ground. And we have most polls covered with the trained poll workers working, you know, inside the polling stations. Uh, they have a checklist of uh, any voting violations that they'll immediately report to our team of attorneys. Uh, part two is, no, you're not going to play this game. We, we saw you do this last year in New Jersey, you know, when our, the Republican was ahead and suddenly 18,000 ballots are discovered. Oh, shocking. All of them for the Democrat, you know, in Bergen County. No, that's not going to happen. We have amended election law to prevent this from happening. We had a few victories, one of which is that the Democrats can begin counting these, uh, these mail-in voting ballots at 7 a.m. on election day. Before, of course, they're excuse, well, we can't start counting until the polls close. Therefore, it's like, no, so you need to hire everyone you need. Uh, you know, we're on top of this here. We're working very closely with the state party. I'm not sure what the, at the national level what's going on with the state party and, and my team are, are side by side. We have a team of lawyers who are ready to rock and roll. This is absolute nonsense because we know if the Democrats are already, you know, setting the conditions for people to brace for days and days of counting. No, you know, we could put a man on the moon 53 years ago. Are you freaking yeah. kidding me with all these machines yeah. and, and ballot sorters yeah. and all that? Yeah, absolutely Mark, not. Mark, Mark Elias, but this is not 20. This is not the 2020 Republican Party. This is not the 2020 MAGA movement. Okay. This is where we have steel resolve. You will not steal it. Doug, Colonel Mastrand, how do people get to you today <clears throat> to make sure how they volunteer and get engaged in this? Yeah, thank you, Steve. And you know, this is a national election here in Pennsylvania because you know, in Pennsylvania, and I listened to a previous interview, uh, I, as governor, I am not asked Joe Biden's permission to drill and dig. On day one, when I'm governor, I'm opening up our coal, I'm opening up our oil, I'm opening up our natural gas, We're, and our goal is going to be a number one net exporter nation. I'm not asking for permission from anybody in D.C. The big distraction here. Governor Mastriano is going to drill and dig. That's under my purview. We are in the age of governors now. And that we're we're gonna we're gonna help break the back of this inflation and this energy crisis. Having Pennsylvania is gonna be the shining city on the hill, providing the needs of, of not just New England but all of America. Go to DougForGov.com. Help us get across the line strong. Thank you. Keep fighting, Colonel Mastriano. It's been a long two years, but I gotta tell you, it's gonna be a short forty-eight hours. The already warning is gonna take a week or more. We're not gonna let that happen. Steve Cortez is gonna hang around for a few minutes. We're gonna take a ninety-second break. We'll be back in the war room in just a moment. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. 
They resell you communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 